Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, as everyone knows, I think it's important to reflect and learn from our past. Otherwise, we might be doomed to repeat it. That's why we're taking this week to re-release our very first episode, The Sinking of the Titanic. Stay tuned after because Chris, Amanda, and Adam Lustig, this episode's guest, will be chatting about The Alarmist and how it's evolved or maybe devolved over the past year. Enjoy! An Erio's original I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Woo! Hey! Uh, While that intro is very dramatic, I think it's a really good representation of the kind of stuff that uh, we're going to be talking about on this podcast. I'm Rebecca. I'm an actor, comedian, and a history enthusiast. And, you know, every episode I'm going to have a friend on, we're going to really dissect one of history's greatest disasters. We're going to really dig deep and we're going to try and get to the bottom of who's to blame in all of these catastrophes, because that's really important. You know, we should all be pointing fingers and figuring out whose fault things are. For today's episode, we're going to start with a maritime disaster. 
And look, I'm from Miami, so I know that a lot of crazy stuff goes down on boats, but this was above and beyond. If you haven't figured it out yet, we're talking about the Titanic. The Titanic was a passenger boat that sunk during its first voyage across the Atlantic Ocean on the early morning of April 15, 1912, after hitting an iceberg. It set sail from Southampton, but never made it to its destination, New York City. Shipbuilders advertised the Titanic as an unsinkable ship, practically setting themselves up for failure. It's believed that 1,503 people lost their lives, and it's considered one of the deadliest commercial maritime disasters in history. The sinking of the Titanic has intrigued many people throughout history, including director James Cameron, who gave us the masterpiece that is Titanic, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. If you disagree with the statement, you are dead inside. Okay, so here are my fun facts, a.k.a. death stats. 75% of female passengers survived on the Titanic. 20% of male passengers survived on the Titanic. If you were a passenger in first class, you had a 61% chance of survival. If you were a passenger in second class, you had 42% chance of survival. And if you were a passenger in third class, you had a 24% chance of survival. Now, I'm going to break it down for you. Of the men who were on this boat, 57 men survived from first class. 14 men survived from second class. And 75 men survived from third class. Now, you're probably thinking, oh, that's a lot more people who survived from third class. But actually, there were so many more people in third class that 75 men surviving is still a really bad number. 192 men who were crew survived. Worst thing to be on the Titanic was a man in second class. Now, that's all you really need to know. And let me introduce you all to my first guest, Adam Lustig. Hello. He's a dear friend of mine, oh, a comedian, yes. and also uh, a person who catastrophizes. All the time. I thought it was just me and every other Jewish person I know, but it's you too. Any room I walk into, any new space that I inhabit, my first thoughts are what is hanging above me that could fall on me and lead to paralysis or death? Yeah. Uh, what is flammable and is likely to catch fire? Uh, where would I exit in the case of a flood or a, or a, a, mena or a menace or a robber? Um, so those are all my, I rifle through all those right. first thoughts just like you, I suppose. Yeah, one of my favorite stories about you <laughs> when we were uh, in living in New York. Yes. Uh, was that you would walk around just waiting for an air conditioner to fall on your head. So much so that I don't understand how that's not the most common fear of all urban dwellers where there yes. are high rises anywhere. It would be the first thing I would clock. I would step out onto a New York City's uh, sidewalk, instantly look up, clock all of the air conditioners that were, I mean, look. 
We went to college together yeah. in at NYU in the village, uh-huh. and I installed my own air conditioning unit, and I'm an idiot. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do or how to do it or that it's secure. I plugged it in, slammed down the wings, good to go, off to drink. So, like, I know the mental state of one putting in their air conditioning unit. I don't trust myself. Ergo, I don't trust humans. Yes. So I would always walk on the... Almost to a dangerous degree, maybe closer, way closer to the traffic. Um, you know, and and you brought that up. I had never thought of that. I, I used implanted to think, that one. <laughs> yes, I used to think uh, like a, a killer yeah. was was my biggest threat. Yes, perhaps uh, falling into the subway and getting hit. Yes, that was my biggest threat. Yes, and until you said that. <laughs> Uh, I incepted that fear into yes, you. Yes, and that's the only thing I think about when I walk around New York City. Well, I have to say, it sort of relates to the Titanic, mm-hmm. in which, like, for me, I I am uh, afraid of human uh, menace and malice and people like it, like bad faith actors and people with ill intent and someone who's going to mug me or rob me or hurt me physically. What I, I think I'm afraid of more is human incompetence. Oh, and not malevolence, but but ignorance. And it's not like I mean the Titanic. Titanic. Yes. <laughs> the proper pronunciation, the Titanic. Uh, it's not like these people were out to hit this iceberg with no malevolence, no, no malintent. It is just human foible yeah. and improper calculations. One might say it is the air conditioning unit of the sea. So we share a we common share. fear. Yes. Or a common lifestyle. Skepticism. Yes. Yes. Of our fellow man and their expertise. So, I mean, let's get down to business Great. and let's really delve into who screwed up. Yeah. You know, who... Is at fault. Yes. Now, a little backstory. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but there were only 20 lifeboats. 20? On the Titanic. 20? Yes. yes. Now, I- I'm going to give you some information they were so that confident. will blow your mind. <laughs> okay. Okay? You were so confident. According to multiple internet sources yes. like TitanicFacts.net. <laughs> Run by James Cameron. So Great. The Titanic was equipped to carry 60 four lifeboats okay okay each of them had a capacity of 65 people right oh wow so let's do the math right that means if it was able to save the lives of 4160 people oh that's a lot that's a lot not insignificant and here's another set okay when it sank that day yes there were only 2224 passengers so they so they in theory crew so they they only had Half the people, okay. Yes. So, so there, the boat was designed to accommodate everybody. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we're we're starting off. We've got the boat. Yep. There's plenty of space. Yep. To save people. Yep. What happens? Well, the designers, the uh, architects, yes. they were like, "Ah, eh, it's a little cluttered. Bummer. Just doesn't look too good aesthetically." Yeah. It bumps up but against you know what? Aesthetic. It's it's unsinkable. This ship's not going anywhere. Let's just slap twenty. <laughs> 20 out of uh, 64. 64. No chance that it will have I, a problem. I'm already upset that we have to put 20. <laughs> yes. It looks disgusting. Yes. Um, uh, but let's go with it because what the heck. So like we're going for like a minimal kind of exactly. sort of minimal vibe. It's, the life posts just don't really work with the aesthetic. Yeah. So um, so not in. Okay. So if you do the math, there's only 20 lifeboats. Mm-hmm. 64 pe- 65 people yes. allowed in these lifeboats. Yes. That can save. 1,178 people. So roughly half of the passengers. 53.4%. Okay, great. Okay. 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 And already, if you're a person yes. on the Titanic, yes. your odds suck. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah. It sucks. Yes. Okay. Here's where it gets really upsetting. There were 28 people on board the first lifeboat. 
which had a capacity of 65. You're 28. Not, not full to capacity. No. Not at, yep. The ship's sinking. Yes. Let's just put 28. Yes. We already, okay. Yes. So now the number of people that could have been saved yes. went from 1,178, which is already half. Half. To 1,141. So that's leaving 1,083 people doomed to die. And you're saying that's only from the be- get-go. They, and that's because they didn't use the capacity of the lifeboats that they had. They yes. only filled them halfway. Yes. They could have doubled up, saved way more people. Exactly. Why didn't they? Impatience and panic. Impatience, panic. Panic. Uh, class. Class. First class. That's where it gets, this is where it they gets dicey. This is they, what I'm fascinated by. It was too by. stuffy. They yeah. didn't want to be too stuffed. Yes. The upstairs, downstairs, Downton Abbey nature of it is really intriguing, exactly. isn't it? The rich, the richies go first. Out of these 1,178 spots yeah. available on the boat, yes. only 706 passengers and crew survived. Ah. That's 31.6% ah. of those on yeah. board. Yeah. So that's like two out of three people yes. died yes. on the Titanic. Yes. And that's 435 more deaths than there needed to be based on the resources that the shitty resources the shitty resources they that they already had weren't had using wow yeah so these facts are fun as hell <laughs> let's talk about it so yeah and and this is where the the people that were on the titanic yeah. kind of come into play yes have you heard of the unsinkable molly brown um only because it's our mutual friend chris mendelkin's fantasy football name but not <laughs> for any other actual reason you've never you've never questioned <laughs> no. why he's the unsinkable molly brown <laughs> only that he's eccentric i've never even thought to ask <laughs> margaret brown okay was a um uh you might remember her as kathy bates in the movie Love Kathy Bates. Titanic. Love Kathy Bates. Okay. So uh, <laughs> this is, it, she's a nouveau riche. Yes. Um, they didn't really like her. She was a little outspoken. Um, and she got on one of the first lifeboats. Good for Molly. I think she got a number six. Okay. I don't know if they were going like one through, through 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't there, but. Yeah. She got a number six. Great. So she's putting people on, on the lifeboats. She She's out there. The sink the, the 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 ship sinks yes and she says we got to go back why we got to go back and get these people who are flailing in oh, the water she's just a good the, samaritan yes just remember the it was freezing cold god you only i, I think you had like 20 minutes to survive without get before you got hypothermia if you're in the water oh no that's what happened to poor jack i mean <laughs> jack and jack survived <laughs> jack. A, little a little longer, longer. because his, half of his body was out love kept him alive <laughs> Love kept him alive for a little for bit. A, a, a few <laughs> minutes longer. Let that be a lesson to you. Love really only keeps you alive for a few extra minutes. Another thing you should know is that yeah. it took about an hour and a half, two hours for the sip to actually sink. That's what I was going to ask you. Two hours. Think about two what's hours. going through your mind. Yeah, a slow death. Okay, a so slow death. we're getting ahead of, of ourselves. Yes. Okay, so what I was telling you about Margaret Brown was that she went back and she, she wanted to go back and save these people. Oh, sweetheart. Well, uh, I forget what you call them, the, um, the, the people that were running these lifeboats. Yes. They had like people in charge. Yes. And they were like, we're not going back. They're going to, too many people are going to want to get on board. Of course. And we're all going to die. Totally. So they selfish, developed this practical. totally selfish. You know, there's a story where she, she fought with the, the main I'm guy. I'm going back, Dave. Yeah, we're going back. She yeah, grabbed yeah. an oar <laughs> yeah. and like tried to go back and I don't know if she ever, no one knows if she actually did. Where's that spinoff movie, Kathy Bates? Well, they, they, they made the, uh, oh. uh, the musical. 
Have oh. you ever heard of the unsinkable Molly Brown? This is all new information oh to me. My God, I can't, Adam I am an ignoramus. I'm going to learn to read and write. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I support those dreams. I'm going to uh, see what there is to see. Oh, that sounds beautiful. <laughs> so if you call her somewhere on the road, just know there isn't anybody, you know it's me. Whatever. Molly. It doesn't matter. She was Let's put her in the hero category. Because, I would say you know, so. Of course, we're trying to figure out who's to blame, to blame. obviously. Yes. But she's already in the hero. We celebrate you, Molly. Yeah. Let's put in the possible people to blame. Yes. Uh, the the head person of the lifeboat of lifeboat six. Yes. I think there or, was a name. There's a name for him, and I wrote it down. Great. And his name is. Um. Sherman. Uh, Morty, um, uh, Ricardo, Robert Hitchens. Yep, that's yes. British. So, so put that down. Robert Hitchens. Bob? We'll write that on the board. Bob, you're on the board, buddy. You got a bullseye in your back, pal. Adam, I got to ask you a very difficult question. Yes. If you were one of these people on the lifeboat, which you wouldn't have been because you would have been a man, a man. In second or a third man. class, definitely. A man. But let's say someone was like, "Give that guy an oar and yes. put him on that boat." Yes. Would you have gone back? If I was on the boat with the unsinkable Margaret Brown and she was like, we're going back to save more. If I'm on the boat, I am deeply ashamed to say this. Deeply. Profoundly. I feel, uh, I already feel my cheeks getting flushed with guilt. (laughs) Literally in real time as we speak right now. (laughs) I would have been like, Molly, with all due respect, my dear, sit your ass down. We're going to save ourselves. I mean, look, if I if I had a spouse, if I had a cousin, You're if I had a You're with Bob. Family, You're it, with Bob Hitchens. Like I said, I wasn't proud. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I would be... I think that if I were in a real fight or flight, life or death scenario, I had just escaped a sinking... The unsinkable ship that is now sinking before my eyes. Yeah. I think that I would be in such a heightened sort of panicked self-preservation state that I don't know if I would have I mean I think hopefully my better angels would have gotten the better of me and would have been like you're right let's be patient let's go back we have plenty of time I think I would have been hyperventilating weeping and and almost maybe wheezing dare I say screaming with fear so I think that I would have been on the Molly please sit down and let's just go every man woman child for him or their self on top of that you would have been cold and when you're uncomfortable you make bad decisions. bad decisions. I don't want to die. Yeah. I already, I, I've thought through how long I have to live, yeah. how cold it is. I'm from Miami. That's I, right. That's I mean, another... cold water is really not my thing. <laughs> exactly. So here's another passenger, um, and, and this relates to who's to blame. Frederick Fleet. Okay, Fred Fleet. Okay. Fred Fleet was Great the names, first, I mean. God, Jesus. This is uh, 1914. So good. So, oh, my no, God. No, 1912, 1912. Love it. Um, so Fred was the first of two to spot the iceberg. Wow. Okay. He's along with a guy named Reginald. Great. Another great name. Fred and Reggie. He was the lookout on duty at the moment that oh it hit. Oh my God. And later he testified that had he had binoculars, he thinks that he would have been able to see the iceberg sooner. When yeah. someone asked uh, how much sooner, yeah. he said enough to get out of the way. <sighs> And here's my question. Why did they not have binoculars? binoculars. It's 1912, folks. Here's what I dug. Just before the Titanic set sail, White Star Line, which is the company that ran the Titanic, reassigned the second officer by the name of David Blair. Important name. He reassi- they reassigned him to another ship because it was so last minute. Yep. Blair accidentally took with him the, the key. The- no. Oh, oh, oh. Worse. 
the key to the storage locker Brutal, on the Titanic David. that held David. the binoculars. David, 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 David. <laughs> what a significant mistake. What a historically significant whoopsie daisy. Because that's a true whoopsie daisy. You forget a key. So much going on. Boats. It's 1912. It's tax week. You got a lot to consider. David's got a lot in his mind. One teeny little mistake. The key to the thing that holds the binoculars. Honestly, it probably crossed his mind. He'd probably reach in his yeah, pocket like, and it's ah, like, shit. ah, shit. I didn't forgot to give this to Fred. Ah, whatever. It's totally unsinkable. Anyway, on with my life. I would submit, Rebecca, I don't want to step on your toes okay, on your podcast. I on. would submit David is... David Blair. David put him Blair, on the board. Put him on the board. Right next to Robert Hitchinson. Right next to Bob. Well, I mean, look, but it, we, we should specify. It wasn't... The Titanic sinking was not Bob's fault. No. A few extra passengers dying was that's possibly on you, Bob. that's on your shoulders for Bob. sure. Yep. But David Blair, yeah, Fred survives, right? Of course, yeah. David Blair is living his happy life, never been traumatized, <laughs> exactly. And Fred survives, of course. At years after, he yes. uh, he's depressed. He suffers from depression. Yes, and uh, uh, committed Ultimate suicide. Sur- oh, committed God, suicide. Brutal. It's it's a hard one to live with. Brutal, brutal. The ultimate survivor's guilt. So, I mean, he's way up there. Yeah. You've got David, yeah. not Fred. Not- it wasn't his fault. It was a... Uh, look, he paid his dues, I guess yeah. you could say. Because they, they say it took 30 seconds from the moment he spotted Jesus. the iceberg to the moment they actually hit. Oh, my God. No time at all. Nothing. No time but, at but all. But think about it. If you're down in the bottom of the ship yes. and you get you hear the bell and they're like turn it around yes you're like oh it, 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 30 seconds is no time no, to turn all. around but if you're fred and you see the titanic you see the iceberg yep and then let's wait 30 seconds yep yep <laughs> and then you're just watching impending doom that 30 seconds is a lifetime for fred fleet apparently that night the night of the titanic the waves it was a very calm night and the moon was very dim. Yes. So I don't I don't Dark. know how the tides were. Yes. Uh, but I'm assuming low, <laughs> the low wattage yes. of the moon. The wattage. The moon. Yes. Yes. Just <laughs> uh, twenty-two amps made everything a little calm, so yeah. you couldn't see far out, and yeah. you also couldn't hear the waves crashing, lapping on the up against iceberg. the iceberg. Totally placid so night. It was just a perfect storm. Bummer. Perfect storm for death. So, And you said that it sunk in the early morning and it took two hours. So yeah, it, I suppose it crashed into the iceberg, sort of pitch pre-dawn, pitch blackness, like oh, the yeah. dead, dead, dead yes, of night. Dead in of my night. mind, it's like 3.30 a.m. Yes, like I, I mean, a.m. according to the movie, yes. uh, they've already had dinner and, <laughs> and she, I mean, they, they were, they, they already had sex. Yes. <laughs> and if you recall, people are coming out of their, their rooms in their pajamas. Yep. Even Fabricio, Even who, Fabricio as is. you know, from the night before partied so hard, yes. he was already in bed. So, <laughs> yeah. it, I, I'm so giving it's late. like a 2 a.m. 2 a.m., 3 a.m. That's I, my answer. I could probably get the right yeah, answer. Exactly. <laughs> but let's just go with the Fabrizio. Uh, Fabrizio, yes. It's uh, late, 2 late, late. Even Fabrizio's in bed. So let me, can I just ask yeah. a few questions? Just because I am fairly ignorant when it comes to the Titanic, okay. just in yeah. general. It was a it was exclusively a passenger ship and it was like fairly luxurious absolutely super luxurious so even the people that were sort of in the second tier or third tier were kind of wealthy i mean if you were on the titanic no. at all you were rich you know back in the day they actually used ships to actually travel yes 
which is yes. it's not like a, it wasn't it was just a for fun cruise yes. thing they were like oh i gotta get back to new york so let me take this yes. ship this unsinkable majestic so ship. some people in the third class were, were literally just trying to get back home i think everyone home. was literally trying to get back home yes no one's just riding this titanic for fun here's the thing and and james cameron does a really great job in this movie i mean what a historian he's <laughs> turned out to be um if you recall, historian. there is a scene yes. where the ca- the captain of the ship is yeah. is says, "I wanted to get there sooner. I want to impress them by getting there Early. a little ahead of schedule." And Freaking overachieve. Not only are we unsinkable, we're unsinkable and overachievers. He tells them to go faster. I mean, I think we need to put the captain up. Oh, well, yeah. It is like on a Greek tragic scale of arrogance and hubris Mm -hmm. to be like, not all this is, I mean, to go out and shout from the global rooftops, we have built the unsinkable ship. This ship is, I mean, you are asking for it. I mean, that is the definition of hubris. That is the definition of pride. White Star Line, I think, is the the company that owned and ran the Titanic. Yes, very much Let's put those on the board. Absolutely. Let's put White Star on the board. Are you kidding me? And the captain goes on the board for sure. It is almost like the biggest, I mean, not to be crass or crude or anything, but it, it is almost like a very tragic historical example of like men flexing their their manliness and their masculinity there is like a bit of a, a penis exactly. proxy for the ship yes. the biggest hardest unsinkable ship ever and like and it's so, like wait, okay wait, you bring up a really good point because perhaps society is really to blame yeah. for the sinking of the titanic the, the patriarchy yes the patriarchy is what sunk the Titanic. I, I I don't think that's I don't think that's terribly unfair. I think that that is definitely in the psychological soup. Okay, so let's let's <laughs> just do a rundown of who's on the board, Great. right? We've got Fred. No, Fred is not on the board. We're so. going to take was, him out. He was circumstantial. Yeah. He's just in the shitty position of being the first one to see. He's so not to blame. He's out. We've got David Blair. He's the guy with the keys. We've got the captain. For sure, dude. It's you know? like you're at the top of the food chain. The buck stops there, pal. Yes. We have, and with the captain is White Star. No doubt yeah, about whatever. it. And we also have society. Society. We society. have society to blame for the sinking of the Titanic. For creating a sort of culture of arrogance and achievement that would that would sort of encourage a group of arrogant, hubristic, bombastic men to floor it, pedal to the metal, baby. Let's get there in five days, not six. Let's show New York what's up. I, I already think I know who's to blame. But I, I want to ask you. Okay, great. Let me just sort of briefly again recap in my own mind. We have the captain, obviously, and with that, the company White Star, a name I, I'm not crazy about, to be honest with you, um, sort of evokes arrogance to me right away. Um, soci- the patriarchal society, one that would create a culture of arrogance, big time. That is big time for me. I know that's not doesn't have the satisfaction of pinning it on a, an individual, but to me, that has a lot of sway in my mind. David with the key. Bummer, bro. Big time bummer. Big time circumstantial bummer, but I don't lay the blame too quickly. I forget my keys everywhere I go. So, I mean, again, it's circumstantial and the binoculars would have helped my man, but I I forget everything always. And so I have complete empathy. For me, it's between the captain because you're the captain of the ship and it's sort of all, you know, shit trickles downhill and sort of all roads lead up to the captain. So to me, it's between the captain and a patriarchal society. Um kind of intertwined those two things are sort of inextricable in my mind the captain is a product of said society i'm gonna go ahead and i hope this isn't a cop-out but i'm gonna take the the sort of long lens broad view and say that the sinking of the titanic who is at fault is 
a culture of patriarchal arrogance. Well, I mean, I'm gonna go I, ahead can't, and say I that. can't totally disagree with you, but here's my thing. Please. Here's my thing. Please. I agree that society is to blame. Mm-hmm. Okay. But at the end of the day, this captain, my captain, he had a choice. He could have said, I'm not going to listen to this society thing. Yes. I- I'm going to take care of these people. Yeah. Because he knew how many lifeboats were on, yes. were on the boat. I'm going to give it to the captain. And sorry, he survived? You happen no, to know if he's... No, 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 oh, no. Oh, dead. No. Okay, yeah, well, at least yeah. there's that. Captain's dead. We know the captain says, and also James Cameron, <laughs> our hero... Yes. <laughs> uh, ...has that wonderful scene yes. where the captain R- locks himself me. up in the, the cabin and, and looks... As this boat is sinking, the windows break, and he drowns. He knows what he did. Yeah, he knew. Okay, so it's settled. Yep. The captain and society are to blame, they're going to jail. So thank you so much for Rebecca, thank joining you us for today. Me. This was a real treat. So have we learned from the Titanic? Yes. There haven't been disasters like the Titanic since. And according to dummies.com, a lot of things changed after this horrible accident. One of the things that changed were they made sure that enough lifeboats were carried on board. After the accident, ships were required to provide one seat for every passenger and crew member on a lifeboat. Wow. Like, what a novel idea. Another thing that changed was the International Ice Patrol was established. Now, this organization monitors icebergs in the Arctic and North Atlantic Ocean, um, and it, it broadcasts information about their locations. So not since this was put in place, not a single accident involving a ship and an iceberg has occurred. Okay, so that's good. Um, another thing that changed was that ships, the, the design of ships changed. So the ship hulls were made stronger to prevent them from being breached and flooded by objects such as icebergs. So these were kind of the changes and regulations that happened from this disaster. Um, And I'm glad we've all learned from it. But as far as I know, no legislation has been put in place against the patriarchy. Vote for who you think is to blame on our website, uh, thealarmistpodcast.com. If you feel like we left someone out that you think should be blamed, send us an email at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. Okay, so next week, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite fires, the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire. And I mean, if you're a big legislation head, you're going to want to listen to this because a lot of legislation came out of it. Guys, it was crazy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. What a blast from the past. With us today, we have producer Amanda Lund. I'm ready to talk about that episode. <laughs> Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very first alarmist guest ever, Adam Lustig. Hi, Rebecca, Chris, and Amanda. It's so nice to be here. We're so glad to have you back, Adam. How about that episode we recorded in uh, tw- 2019 before the, in the world? In the before times, the capital <laughs> BT before times. Um, I have to say, I listened to it. It was an absolute pleasure to listen to. Um, I have some notes for myself. Um, <laughs> As may- do I for uh, yeah, myself exactly. not, and you for both <laughs> yeah, of and us. Me. Yeah. If I had to tell myself uh, back in summer of 2019 one thing, it would just be, hey, relax. You don't... <laughs> Oh, can, I think you can relax. You you can relax. You're you allowed were the to relax. Perfect first guest, Adam. You really were. You were so gracious, so energetic, and yeah. I honestly I stand by that episode. I, I stand by perfect. it firmly. I think that I'm so glad to hear you say that. I was fishing for that compliment, and I reeled it in. It was a perfect first episode. I mean, for for what we had, we were just you know playing around, seeing if this worked, and um and and you brought in a lot of. Uh, of love. I felt like you were very loving in that episode. First of all, Mazel Tov generally on the wild success of this podcast. It's so good. And just beyond that, it's just a really excellent podcast, Rebecca. Chris Aww, and Amanda. It's really you. exquisite. You've really artfully and elegantly woven actual history and, and comedic commentary together sort of amazingly. You have an amazing, I'm like pretty consistently blown away by your quality of guest. 
because you have like doofuses like myself and no offense to Clayton, but doofuses like Clayton and you have like true academics and actual experts. Uh, and then you have some people that are a little bit of both like Pat Adler, you know, who's a doofus and an expert. So it's like, you really, you're able, <laughs> you've like, you're get your, the, the quality of guests, it really runs the gamut and, and you're such a wonderful host and it's so fun to listen to. I get why people are addicted to the podcast. Aww, it's really great. Well, you, you. So you took thank our you. bait, Adam. That's the reason we hired you on here. <laughs> We were fishing for a big old compliment. <laughs> yeah, I got Put more. that lure right in the water, big and shiny, and you just- I chomped it up. Chomped it right up. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. Now you're just uh, on the shore, flip-flopping around, <laughs> shimmering exactly. in the sunlight while we're about to skin you and eat you. Nowhere I'd rather be. Um, but listening back to the, uh, to the Titanic episode, I do have to say, I- I not only do I stand by, thank you, Amanda, for saying that, but stand by the quality of the episode, but in terms of our judgment and who to imprison and sort of, uh, it was just so funny. I mean, I guess it's an obvious thing to be like, I really agreed with us. I really agreed. <laughs> I really agreed you know, with 12 months ago, me. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I, I stand by that verdict. It Completely. was our, it was the first person that we ever sent to jail and also the first concept you know, since then, we haven't really uh, put two together as much. It's been <laughs> very infrequently that we we put a concept and a person in jail. Uh, we've yes. really scaled back. You know, prison's getting tight. It's getting know? tight. It's getting tight. There's only enough room. You can only uh, afford to put ideas like patriarchy and <laughs> and toxic masculinity in prison. Only so much. Because that's... Yeah, they seem to get out every single time. It every doesn't one. matter. Yeah. But it, it it was good. It was good to uh to like you said, really agree with yourself. Yeah, I felt I kept nodding along. I was like, yes, yes. I was like shocked and appalled at the same details over and over again. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> like my opinions have remained consistent. Now, one thing I noticed that we we put less people up on the board uh, back then. Nowadays, we've got tw- we're, we're hitting the twenties. <laughs> Sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, I guess, it, it is, ha, ha, do you feel like, like, ha, as the, as the host of, of this podcast, do you feel like um, we should have put more people on the board? <laughs> well, those were simpler times. Simpler times. Yeah. Simpler times. You know, we felt like four or five things up on the board was enough. And, and now four or five, we're just getting started, baby. Also, uh, noticeably um, absent from our first episode were Chris and Amanda. Uh, uh, well, I was going to... I w- <laughs> Were we in the room, no. Amanda? I, I, I was, Amanda yes. Amanda was there. You definitely weren't. Were I mean, not. that was back... We don't. Chris and I don't really come in... We don't get introductions until the Selena episode, I don't think. <gasps> wow. Really? So That's I'm crazy. Th- I'm there and I chime in, but I think our official intros don't really happen till like... At least, I think Selena, but wow. I could be wrong, but I think so. Well, the first time Chris appears is in the Beatles episode, and he hadn't popped up, so, you know, that's like episode five. Oh, I was a guest. Like, I was, yeah, I was one of those guest stars who becomes a, you a know, regular. regular. I made a big <laughs> splash with the studio. They really got into The it. audience was banging down Amanda's door saying, we want Chris. Chris. <laughs> we want Chris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, and, and noticeably, there was no fact checking. There were moments in that episode where I was like, uh, I don't know, Fabrizio get, <laughs> gets up at 2 a.m. Yeah. So let's yeah. say it started singing around 2. <laughs> <laughs> it also it also occurred to me there was there was a moment of the podcast where I was like oh this I wonder if this this podcast be like being the first episode I was like this could almost veer into a James Cameron fan fiction podcast <laughs> I was like we're getting da- dangerously close to just making this a James Cameron centric <laughs> Billy yes. Zane centric podcast yeah our, our research has really expanded not just yeah. movies by James Cameron yes exactly <laughs> yeah that's right we did we did add a research assistant to help with the research and I also noticed how abbreviated the what you need to know section is for the Titanic episode it's like these are the hard facts it's like five minutes and it's like Rebecca your your delivery is so casual and now we definitely have our music that we use like it's just kind of our are the tone is a little different now. <laughs> Absolutely. I listened, I went back and I listened to, I've been listening to uh, obviously the podcast throughout, but I, uh, last night I listened to a bit of the Stonewall episode that you had with Margaret Cho and Clayton. And it's true. It's like the, it is so, it is so deeply recent. It is so researched and so factual. It really is like, I mean, those first like t- 10 to 13 minutes of these episodes where it's just like, here is a, actual factual <laughs> recap of an event and it's just like you are you're teaching the people you're not just entertaining and and uh it's it's legitimately educational and it is edutainment at its finest in the beginning it felt like we were just like remember the titanic okay so let's get started <laughs> wouldn't, it, wouldn't it have been weird wouldn't it i bet it was cold i bet it was cold yeah <laughs> yeah i also want to point one thing out uh which I've been kind of mocked and uh, made fun of uh, throughout this podcast for my sayings. And one of my popular sayings is uh, <laughs> shit trickles down. And I've been told that that's not an actual saying uh, many times well, by my co-hosts re- and other guests who have come <laughs> and, uh, on the show. And while I was listening to the episode, I heard Adam say something. And this, we said that. I quote, he said, shit trickles downhill. <laughs> it rolls downhill. It rolls downhill. I think the expression is it rolls downhill. It doesn't trickle unless it's diarrhea. Uh, I, I guess? I, look, he said, shit trickles downhill, if I recall correctly. So I would like a formal apology from, I, I think I, I reper, you know, I've been saying that ever since. And, and maybe, and I think I, maybe I gave that to you, Adam, too. It's possible. I was just sort of combing through the Alarmist library a bit. And I had noticed that that first kind of like uh, bonus recap, bonus episode um, was, uh, I listened to a little bit of it and you were kind of responding to some listener emails. And uh, I don't think there was a voicemail, maybe just some emails. But it was, there was an amazing email from a woman who had been a huge Beatles fan. <laughs> And had listened to the episode that Chris that you were a guest on uh-huh. and was so sort of like kind of like shocked and appalled by John Lennon's kind of like misogyny and sort of like abusive behavior that it, it like single hand, not not ruined the Beatles for her. But she said something <laughs> to the degree of like, I'll never listen to it the same way again. And I just feel like you are successfully you're you're enlightening people. And there's no better compliment than to an alarmist or to a catastrophizer than to say you ruined this for me. <laughs> that's 
you wrote this thing this thing that I thought I loved and that I that I this thing that I only had positive associations around you've ruined it you've ruined well, it for me we definitely <laughs> ruined cruises <laughs> ruined I will never Ru- go on a cruise again <laughs> no no <laughs> Uh, but you've done so many different kinds of disasters, um, murders, natural disasters, things that rely. I mean, we discussed in this Titanic episode, I was sort of um, fortified to hear that we sort of parse the human malevolence versus human incompetence duality that is so much of this you've also tackled major celebrity breakups and of course the breakup of the Beatles is there any topic that you wit that you have ruined for yourself in a way that you wish you hadn't do you know what I mean like is there anything that you feel like you know too much about now that that you've ruined it for yourself to pop pop into mind first uh first it was the uh, Salem witch trials I think I was like so obsessed with the crucible and you know the acting of it where you know the girls are like going crazy and they're so yes. manipulative and yeah. learning about the the actual uh girls who went through that I was kind of like bummed that I had relished so much in 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 how manipulative they were because they were really like victims of like a terrible society right. so that made me feel bad right <laughs> <laughs> in yeah. retrospect. <laughs> yeah. There is like a don't meet your heroes element. Of yes. And, that, that's what's beautiful and, about history. It's yeah, like, well, well, the same thing happened to me with the Romanovs, where I I was like so obsessed with, you know, Anastasia and 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 and, and, and did she survive or whatever. And really like just learning the history of, of what that family had done to like, you know, Russia. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. The whole dynasty. Um, it was. It was a bummer. It, I. I just. I didn't see it with like the glistening and the glitter. I mean, that's what's so. I. I honestly really do think that. Um, you're you, Rebecca. I feel like are kind of the perfect conduit for for uh, for people to learn history because um, you are deeply compassionate. You are very, very smart, very logical, but you also have like a nice, con- uh, just a, a dash of a contrarian streak in you <laughs> where you're just not afraid to sort of like, um, you're not afraid to have your own biases and your own preconceived notions exploded if that's where the evidence leads you. <laughs> you're, 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 you're logical and, and sort of and intellectually rigorous and honest in that way. I mean it. And that's like, I find that's, I think, one of the, one of the things I like most about this podcast. Oh, that's nice. I mean, look, I'm, I, I'm often wrong and that's okay. And that's okay. And that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> well, that's why we have the whole ap- ap- appeal appeals process. We have the court. Thank God we have for the whole, it. We can pull somebody out of prison as soon as we lock them, you know, shortly after we lock yeah. them up. Yeah, and I think to that point, it is a very humbling podcast, especially with the addition of the guest experts, which to me has been my favorite change that we've made to the podcast because yes. it is – Truly, I feel it's making me smarter by just having these conversations with these really expert people. Um, specifically, what comes to mind are the um, the uh, the Chilean miners guest expert that we spoke to, who was oh, actually yeah. on the ground part of the rescue. Incredible! Effort. Incredible! Yeah, and then the um, guest expert from the Challenger disaster episode. Oh, my goodness. And also the the Hillsborough crushing, too. Yes. Those were three really standout um, episodes and guest experts. Another expert yeah. I loved was the uh, Aztec Empire, the... the 
Uh, oh, I seeds. loved her. Seeds. <laughs> Never saw that one coming. Seeds. That, that was, was an incredible. That, that was in goes. That was great. That was great. Thank you for joining us today and like oh helping God. us reminisce on on the 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 beginnings of our show. And Amanda and Chris, thank you so much for adding so much delight, joy, knowledge. And uh, cold facts? hard facts. Question? Yeah. Cold hard facts. facts. That's where I well, come thanks in. Thanks for letting us participate. It truly is like my favorite thing to do. It's so fun to be a part of this. Yes. And I, I also like being near the information. I'm not able to retain it, but it's nice to be around it for a short period of time. <laughs> and I also want to thank our listeners for being so loyal, so diehard. I mean, we got some diehard listeners out there. So and and for for commenting and emailing us all of their thoughts and and really digging in because sometimes they have changed our minds. It's been a wild ride. We're going to keep doing it. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, tell us your thoughts. Email us. Um, and everyone, you know, let's just have a nice afternoon. Erios. Powered by Acast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.